Okay, we'll go for a little recording. So, hello, it is the 18th of April. I'm out and about with Lottie, so as always, maybe a bit of wind noise. I'm doing my best to uh, shield the recorder, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's funny that the twigs in the trees aren't even moving, and yet you become very acutely aware of the slightest breeze, the slightest uh, zephyr crossing your cheek when you're trying to record because you know the microphones will pick it up even though you've got a special wind guard over the microphones. Anyway, here we are, yes, as usual, out in the uh, fields looking down over the uh, over the Teen Valley, which is where, of course, uh, the Devonshire Mysteries are largely set. They do, uh, they do venture a little bit further afield, don't they? There's uh, one in Cornwall, set in Newquay in Cornwall, another one uh, Lots of, uh, a lot of it takes place in Exeter. Anyway, it's a beautiful day. The sun is shining, there's blue sky and some fair little bit of cloud about, but it's a little bit of warmth in the air. The birds are going mad singing. There are lots of dandelions in blossom. And some of the early bloom on the on the bushes is going over on the uh, things like the blackthorn uh, blossom. It's starting to go over. Because it's just been a funny year and then it came out Quite early, and then there was loads of cold, wet weather, which was horrible, really, almost wintry. It's like sleet, some of the rain, but um, yeah, it's more like an, a nice spring day today. Nice fresh air. Lottie's uh, toddling along. Thank you. Come on, Lottie. Good girl. Doing pretty well considering her age. You might hear her puffing and panting occasionally. Just uh, yeah. That's what she does now. She seems to be motoring along, keep her moving. I think that's the main thing, keep her fit and healthy. So, I'm kind of getting to quite uh, an exciting stage with this upcoming book. It seems to be an awfully long time. I don't even like to think about when I started it, because it was months and months and months ago. I've got over 155,000 words sort of in the bag, some of which will be uh, chopped and changed, might even be deleted. But um, yeah, a fair way over my target, the equivalent of three sort of shortish novels. <laughs> um, 50,000 being kind of the accepted thing for a word count for a novel. Just about. A lot of say 70, 80,000 say. So 155 is quite a lot and still not finished. Um, so yeah, but some stuff will be cut and some, some of the bits will be fleshed out a little bit. And this being a mystery, and I think probably the most complicated one I've ever written. There are lots of loose ends uh, to tie up. So I'll find myself going back in the manuscript to check one thing, one certain clue, and I'll spot something else and think, oh yeah, what about that? Because uh, you don't want to mention things just for the sake of it. I don't know if I've mentioned this before in a chat, but... Um, uh, there's sort of a, a concept now, I'm going to get the name wrong, I think it might have been Dostoevsky's rifle, I think people talk about. Say so if it's on the uh, on the mantle in the first act of a play, it sort of has to be fired but in the second or something like that anyway. Words to that effect. It's a little bit different than mystery where you do have red herrings, but even then, I think the audience deserves to be told why something's a red herring, and, uh, you know, to, or to 
to have it dispelled so they might feel suspicious about a person or an event and then later on they find out what was actually going on and you don't want to deprive people of that so uh, it's a question of tying up lots and lots of little loose ends and doing what I call stitching which is where you uh, go backwards and forwards trying to insert bits of <laughs> bits of text, bits of dialogue often uh, into what was already there and since I try to make the dialogue flow naturally um, from each sentence to the next it, uh, it takes a bit of doing sometimes you've got to hunt for a, a, an appropriate place somebody to mention something and then you have to um, pop it in without interrupting the flow of what was already there or you know making it seem more logical or more appropriate in some way all has to tie together Hopefully it's uh, better than before you started tinkering with it. Else, uh, <laughs> else it would get into a mess very quickly. So, yeah, there's uh, quite a few little things going on and lots of odd kind of bits of subplot going on with uh, various characters. Because, uh, you know, I like to make people seem guilty and shifty, <laughs> as many as possible. And you know, it's that's quite that's kind of the interesting side of a mystery. People often talk about the uh, the sort of revelation side. You know, the the idea that everything will be resolved in the end, everything will be revealed, the truth will be told, justice will be done, everything will be tied up neatly. And yeah, that is a nice thing about a mystery, but. There's also kind of the slightly darker side, the way you think, yeah, lots of people have things going on, lots of people have things they don't want to talk about, or things they lie about, things they conceal. They have elements in their past that they uh, don't particularly want bringing up again. Um, you know, a lot of us must have some kind of skeletons in our closet, you know, perhaps things we did when we were younger that we uh, probably don't want everybody to know about now, you know? <laughs> uh, things we did when we were young and foolish. Um, yeah. Just check this is still recording because uh, I had an incident uh, one time recently where I Chatted for about a quarter of an hour and then looked down and found there was three minutes of recording. Somehow it had gone off. Amazing, now it's this view from up here. You might be able to pick up some of the songbirds. Occasionally a pheasant making a sort of weird rasping noise. But some beautiful songbirds. I can hear, I don't know which are which. I kind of know a blackbird when I hear it and a robin, but... Uh, it's sort of a chorus at the moment. Cheeps and chirps and so on. Just having a good old listen, aren't you, girl? Um, there's not much else to report on the book front, really, other than the fact that it is, after what's been a bit of a slog at times, it's uh, really quite exciting now. And then it's the sort of thing where I'm bashing out the words faster than I was before because it's. It's gained a bit of momentum and it's racing for the finish line now. It's almost, almost inside that finish line. 
So that'll be a, a happy day. I may uh, have a glass of wine or a or a bottle of beer or something when I get to the end of this draft because uh, <laughs> be a moment for a brief celebration before we tackle the uh, the rewrite. On the other sort of front of things, there are um, well, there's one thing which is I've finally made a box set. Uh, I didn't want to do it straight away. Um, I think the first books in the mysteries have been out for a while, so I made what you might call a box set or a collection of the first three novels, not including A Study in Stone, because it's not novel length, and also because it's available for free on my website for people who've signed up to the Orchid Squad. Uh, it can be bought, but uh, you can get it for me free, so it doesn't seem an extra value thing to put in the box set. So it goes Valley of Lies, Murder Between the Tides, and then Mystery in May are in ebook form, one volume. I didn't make a paperback with all three in because that would be a rather a huge thick book and it might be prohibitively expensive. Come on, Lottie, we're not going down there. It's kind of a path that the deer have made, Mr. Wild Deer, um, which Lottie thinks is very interesting. So there's something down there. We're not going that way, Lottie. Come on. Good girl. That's it. She's a good dog, really. You don't have to say much to her, and she, she wants to help. <laughs> so, yeah, so if, uh, if you haven't got some of those books, you might find it a more convenient, uh, it might be a bit cheaper, um, a way to get those books in one, one go. There may be other so-called box sets later, you know, e-book collections, but we'll see. Um, that'll probably be quite a long way off. And uh, I'm hoping it will be included in the promotion on Kobo. I've, I've put it forward for a promotion on Kobo where the, that collection of the first three novels as an e-book will have um, a percentage off. I think it's 30. I think it's 30% off. So it was already a couple of I don't know, a few dollars cheaper than buying the books individually and then it's going to have some money off. So that's mainly why I got around to doing it in time. So if I'm in that promotion, it'll be in the newsletter. But uh, they don't include everybody who asks. I've been in the last few. You may have noticed if you've been following these things, I've, I've mentioned... Uh... Oh, there's a gust. <laughs> trying to shield it under my fleece. <laughs> fleecy jacket thing I'm wearing. Um, yeah, in uh, I've been in quite a few of the recent uh, Kobo promotions. They do quite a lot. And I think they're good. I think they're a good way of uh, giving value to readers. And uh, there's lots of books in, in each promotion, so it's, you know, if you don't want one of mine, you might like some of the others. So I generally mention them because you might find uh, something you enjoy in there. That's what it's all about, finding good books to read. Um, I don't think I've got much else to add to that other than to say thank you very much to listening. Huge thank you to uh, everyone who sent me a, a cup of tea, a mug of tea on coffee.com, by the website or whatever. 
big thank you to people who are members of the Orchid Squad. Um, I don't know where you're listening to this, but you can subscribe to this as a podcast. The idea is that I do a recording each week, sometimes indoors, sometimes outdoors, depending on what's going on. I sometimes miss an episode or two if I'm just like really uh, bogged down with the writing, got my head down with other things, which is the way it's been for a while actually, that I've just had had so much to do on this book, I've been uh, very focused on trying to finish it. And uh, yeah, we're nearly there. So for news that are subscribers and people who are in the, um, in the street team, I'll be mentioning any early copies later on. That might be much later, that like, review copies might be available. Also, um, I might ask for some beta readers. And I'll just ask people in the street team. And beta reading is a bit different. It's not uh, for the purposes of writing a review. It's for the purpose of a, a critical read of the manuscript and looking for things like plot holes um, and more major kind of errors. It's often done before the book's been edited by a professional editor. So it's kind of getting it into good shape and making sure that, you know, somebody hasn't uh, suddenly switched from uh, one kind of car to another or something like that, which uh, is the kind of thing that's happened before. Um, and we don't want that kind of thing. We don't want major sort of errors. We don't want people to suddenly change eye colour or go from being left-handed to right-handed, that kind of thing. Although I don't tend to talk about people's hand preferences, I don't think. Or eye colour very much. Dan's eyes were mentioned in the study in stone, I think that was probably about it. Um, and in case you can't remember, I seem to think he has grey eyes. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's onwards and upwards really, isn't it, with, uh, <laughs> with this book. That's the next aim. So, as I say, there might be some beta reading opportunities. So I'll sign off because we've finished going around this field and a lot is waiting at the top of the little path that will take us down to the lane and we'll trudge home from there. So thank you for listening and subscribing and all your support. Thank you very much if you've left a review. And, you know, it it really does make a difference sending the mugs of tea on the coffee.com. It all helps. It's very encouraging, apart from anything else. In fact, I think that's one of the major things about it. Yes, the money's nice, but actually it's really encouraging. It's really nice to think. That's very kind of someone, somebody who's appreciating the books, appreciating the newsletter, and so on. I do, by the way, have a backlog of emails to reply to, so sorry about that. Um, This book seems to uh, be taking away, well, not taking away, but taking a lot of my mental energy. So uh, we will get there, and I'll I'll have to get the the replies to it. It's very poor, really, not to reply quickly, because I enjoy the emails, and I read them when they come in. I always think that's really nice when I get a nice email. And I say to myself, I'll reply, reply to it later, and then, you know, other things happen. I won't make excuses. You know, life gets in the way, but I should have a regular slot to do them. So it's very naughty. I um, must try to do better. Anyway, thanks very much. I'd better sign off because I'm, I feel that I'm rambling at the moment. And I'll, uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Look after yourselves. Happy reading and goodbye.